Let's sing hymn number 348, Redeemed. say our verse for this coming week. Now, this is an easier one. We've had a couple of them that's been a little more challenging. And uh, so this will give you a little bit of a breather and a catch up. Now, uh, we'll save the one that you would uh, recite tonight from last week until next week because we'll have a full service uh, this evening. And uh, so we'll wait and do that. But keep working on it. Don't don't quit. And uh, this is an important one about saving faith and uh, a great verse in your evangelistic packet. Let's say it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16 For how many of you was this the first verse you memorized? I see several raise the hand. I remember my uh, maternal grandmother, Grandma Sucra. Uh, she taught me this and worked with me. I probably was a nuisance and she needed to sit me down and have me work on something. But I remember this was the first Bible verse that I ever memorized, a very special one. So we'll work on that and give you opportunity, Lord willing, next Sunday night to uh, recite that. 
All right, if our ushers would come at this time, we will receive our tithes and offering. While we are receiving the offering here in our service, let me share a great need, your prayers. Please pray with us that God would use and bless the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. This program is a ministry of Foothills Baptist Church of Loveland. If the Lord would lay on your heart to donate to the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour, we will provide our contact information at the end of this program. We will now return to the service. Let's take our Bibles, Colossians chapter 1, and uh, the theme is three keys to a worthy walk. Now, I'm sure there's more keys than this, but I'm just going to highlight three things of how to have a worthy walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul exhorts the, the believers at, Cor- or at Col- Colossae and to us as well. He says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And it continues from there. But, but here, one of the things that Paul is challenging us as believers is to walk worthy of our calling in Christ. And I'm going to give you three things. The first one really is foundational. But I'm going to give you three things in how to walk worthy with the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember there was a family that had adopted one or two children up at Bridgeport, Nebraska. 
and I had worked with one of the adopted sons, and he really had a chip on his shoulder. He uh, really was not uh, grateful. Now, I, I don't know the entire home setting. It may not have been as good as it should have been. I'm not sure what all it was, but I remember he said, anytime I got in trouble, my stepdad or foster dad uh who had adopted him, uh, he would look at me and he, he would say, I gave you a good name, now live up to it. I gave you a good name, now live up to it. Well, I don't think Jesus Christ is telling us that in that way. But do you know, he has given us a good name. And the Bible, Proverbs says, a good name is to be cherished above silver or gold or, or wealth or like that. And understanding what Jesus Christ has done for us, how he laid his life down, rose again the third day, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he has offered us eternal life, fully paid for. Wow! What a Savior. I never want to get over that. And I'll probably keep saying that because I don't want you to get over it either. And so here we talk about walking worthy, and there are several passages that use that phrase. And we're going to go over to Second Thessalonians chapter 1, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, and verses 11 and 12. 2 Thessalonians 1, chapter, chapter 1, verses 11 through 12. Wherefore also we pray always for you, that our God count you worthy of His calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in Him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. In this verse, I pick a theme, and that is, that God would be at the center of your heart. He talks about all of these different things in, in, in our relationship with God. And so I say that God would be at the center of our heart, the passion of our life. You know, a lot of people, they just kind of drudge through life. They get up, they, they do whatever and go to bed and, and, and no real passion in life. And uh, they get up the next day and, and drudge through life and, and go to bed the next night. And, and they just kind of work their way through life. But then there are people that have a real passion for what they do and for what they have in life. Uh, you take somebody that has a passion for building. Uh, I enjoy building, but I don't have a passion for building. Uh, I was talking, uh, it, it's one of those things that I've done either to, to help support and finance our family, or, and because I learned, it became necessary so that we could afford to do some things here at the church. And my commitment to quality uh, helps me along the way and to learn along the way. And, uh, you know, my passion was cattle and livestock and horses. I loved that. And God says, no, you need to give that up and come preach for me. And I did that. And I talked to my wife's brother. He spent his life as a second-generation builder. And I asked him, I said, do you really enjoy building? Oh, yes. <laughs> it was his passion. 
And when it comes to this great truth, as a believer, now it's okay to have some other passions in life as long as they're biblical and honorable and, and it doesn't take away from your serving of God. But as a Christian, our number one passion ought to be the Lord Jesus Christ. He ought to be the heart or the center of our heart. And, and that ought to be Christ. For the believer, it must be Him. Turn to Philippians chapter 1. And we see how it was true in Paul's life and how God used him. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 20. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always. So now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. There is the great example of having a passion for Christ at the center of our life. Uh, my body, whatever I do, my work, my, my ministry, I, I want Christ to be magnified. I want Him to be lifted up. I want Him to be the focus of my life. And I don't care whether I do it by living or by dying or whatever happens to my body, that through it all... Christ shall be magnified. What a testimony we see out of Paul's life. Uh, to know Christ, to fellowship with Christ, to imitate Christ. And do you realize that the highest form of worship, the highest form uh, of um, admiration is to imitate? Um, you can tell by and large who somebody is admiring and imitating by who they're trying to replicate. You, you see all of these people just covering their bodies with tattoos. Who are they imitating? Who are they admiring? Who are they worshiping? You, you see them, uh, uh, some, it can be a sport. They admire, they, they, they wear their jersey and their number. And they try to do all of the maneuvers in that particular sport as that particular athlete does. But do you know, for you and I, it is to imitate Christ. The early believers, what were they first called? Christians. Because they were so Christ-like. I'm not even sure we picked that or the believers picked that, but it was one of those things. Here are these people, you know, they just always act like Christ. I knew Christ, I saw him, I was around him, and they just want to act just like him. I hope I'm guilty. <laughs> I hope when people tag me as a Christian, it's not because I'm just a religious person or I fit some religious ideology, but because my life so represents Christ. Now, to worship God is to lift Him up and to glorify Him. Go back to Second Thessalonians chapter 1. In verse 12, Paul said that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you. It is one aspect can be that we worship Him and we honor Him with our lips. 
But there's another way to where we can be somewhat of an indirect source of worship of God or magnifying God. And what I mean by this, let me illustrate this. I'll use Betsy as an illustration. She attended uh, PCC and uh, received her uh, bachelor's degree as an RN. And uh, when she came back, she went to work at the Longmont Hospital. And a couple of things. uh, When she graduated, we fully discovered that that young gal that left home that was even as a senior in high school trying to hide behind her mother's skirt had come of age. And uh, the thing that was a shocker to us is one time after she'd been work as a nurse that uh, she had to call a doctor. And we overheard part of that conversation, and she was telling the doctor the problems and the issues that were going on. She was not criticizing the doctor. She was informing the doctor that things weren't being done as he said, and the patient was at liability because of all of this. And I mean, she just talked right straight forward to that doctor with no shyness. And we had to look, is that our Betsy in there? But then we learned something else while she was working down at Longmont Hospital. She she said, you know, I have had several people come to me and ask, how do you know this? Where did you figure this out? Because she had an exceptionally good training at Pensacola. They have a very good nursing program. And... As she was there, there was others that had graduated even before her, had been on staff a little longer. They didn't know what she knew. And she just presumed this is what all nurse graduates would know. And I don't say this to to elevate Betsy. I simply say this to acknowledge. They would say, where did you get your schooling? And she would tell them. Because of how the schooling had impacted her life and what she was able to do, it brought attention to that fact. And and in a similar way, she glorified her school of education because of what they had done. Folks, by way of comparison, our life ought to be such that when people look at us, Where did you get all of this? Where did this come from? My Heavenly Father. And because of what they see in our life, we magnify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know how many times, and you've probably heard this as well, you you try to witness and share the gospel with some people. I remember one particular uh, guy that uh, lived just west of Morrill and was a rancher there, Wilkinson, Jim Wilkinson. And I tried to witness to him. And uh, he highlighted a particular preacher in the area. And what he would do is he would go into the hospitals and nursing homes and try to convince the elderly to sign over their estates to him and make him the holder of their estates. He got kicked out of the hospital. He got kicked out, and rightfully so, of of visiting the nursing homes. Shame on him. 
And then Jim looked at me and he says, if that's what Christianity and preachers are about, I want nothing to do with it. Do you know that you will hear plenty of cases like that. But folks, I trust that our passion for the Lord Jesus Christ is such that they want what you have. When they see what Jesus Christ has done for your life, and they look at it, and they see how you are different from the rest of the world in a good way, and how you deal with the issues of life in a different but a good and a godly way, it's like those others saying, I wish I got my education from there. I want people to be able to say, I want what you have. A passion for Christ can help produce that. When God is at the center of our heart, then we want to know Him. We want to walk with Him. We want to imitate Him. And what better way to know how to do that than go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Go back a book, 1 Thessalonians, and the second chapter, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 12 and 13. Again, Paul says that ye would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. When Christ is the center of your heart and the passion of your life, you want to know Christ. You want to understand Him. You want to know how to walk with Him and walk for Him. And so the Word of God must become the absolute authority for life and for living and for direction. One of the things that, that we say that it has historically been and should still be a trait Uh, of the Baptist believers down through the generations is that the Bible is the absolute authority of everything that we believe and everything that we do. And, And we don't simply try to pass that on and say, okay, this is what you have to do. We pass it on because we really believe in it. We understand and know that God's Word is absolute. We understand and know that it is completely true and trustworthy and is without error and that that it is through this. Everything we know about God, we learn from the Bible. Now, you may have heard some things. You may say, well, I've never read the Bible much, but I know some things about God. Well, the people that told you the true things about God, they read from the Bible. It comes from the Bible. And so everything we know comes from God's Word. Uh, So understand this. Something or someone is going to dominate how you live. Either the influence of movie stars, either the influence of sports figures, the influence of rock stars, Whatever it is, somebody's going to dominate your life, whether you realize it or not. I have chosen to let the Word of God be the rule of my life. You see, the only way to know Christ is through the Bible. 
The only way to learn how to walk with him is through the word. We can have a lot of opinions. I can have a lot of opinions. And ask my wife. She'll have an opinion as well. But you know what? Opinions is not really the bottom line. It's the word of God. The word of God is the bottom line. And the only way to learn how to walk with him is through the word of God. The only way to learn how to imitate him is through the Bible. The only way to know how to glorify him is through the word of God. You'll find that one of the great commands and one of our great purposes is whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Well, how do you do that? How am I supposed to do that? Glad you asked. Because God tells us how. Study the Word of God. If you truly have a passion for Christ, you'll want to glorify Christ. And if you want to glorify Christ, you need to know how to do that. And uh, what will please you, or please Him, rather. And that is through the Word of God. Paul said in verse 13 that the Thessalonians received and believed God's word as truth and that it worked in their life. And what he means is it changed their life. It molded their life. It directed their life. Psalm 119, 103 says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Psalm 19, 7 and 8, The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statue of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And then verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Watchman Nee is said to have read the New Testament through each month. And it became so obvious in his writings because they were filled with biblical truth in great accuracy. It is he who inspired the Chinese motto, no Bible, no breakfast. Now, I had the Bible this morning, but I didn't get breakfast. When God is at the center of our heart, then the word of God must become the central authority of our life and living. Thirdly, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And we'd have to read a large portion of this chapter, which I really don't have time to do. But it begins in verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. And as you read down through there, he talks about the oneness of the, uh, of the believer with Christ. And then he gets to the local church and the importance of the local church. The key to walking worthy is that Christ be the passion of your life. That the word be the authority of your life. And the local church becomes the center of fellowship for our life. One of the strongest influences upon our life is the circles wherein we fellowship. I was chatting with someone who had recently read a book, and he, he said in this book, this was more of a secular author, but he had a pretty good degree of accuracy on this. He said, you become the product of your five closest 
influences. Pick your influences wisely. Pick your persons of busy fellowship wisely. Because that's true. They have probably the biggest influence. Kiddos, this is why your parents are very concerned about who your friends are. Because they know that whoever you pick as friends will influence your life. Kiddos, remind your parents that who they pick as friends will mold their lives as well. This is a truth that's not only important for kids. This is a truth that is important for life. And we need to begin that early. That we are careful who we pick for friends. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, Paul is quoting a Greek poet, but giving it a spiritual application. In 1 Corinthians verses 15 and verse 33, we read, Be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. In other words, bad friends make a bad influence. Bad communications, bad fellowship is going to negatively impact your life. I believe this is one reason that God commanded in Hebrews 10.25 to, to not forsake the fellowship or the assembly of the believers. Coming together as believers. We need this fellowship. I enjoy the friendship and the fellowship of the believers. I trust that you will find our church here a place where you can come and just enjoy a godly environment. You don't have to worry about hearing an off-colored joke. You don't have to worry about hearing foul language. You don't have to, you can just enjoy conversations about serving the Lord, ministering to one another, and have that encouragement. But also it is a time, you see, just as bad friends negatively influence us, godly friends are iron that sharpeneth iron to lead us to walk with God and to challenge us to walk with God. Our fellowship becomes an uplifting time together. It is a time of corporate Bible study and exhortation and correction. It is a time that we can reach out and help and minister one to another. It can be a respite from the corruption of the world. I have worked out in, in the sand hills and different places and, and dealt with stuff and like that. <clears throat> and I can remember different occasions I would be out and working, whether it be with a windmill or around a tank or working with some livestock. And, and in those sandy sand hills, uh, the wind is blowing and it's blowing in your face and you get it in your boots and, and it just is, is everywhere. And when you get a chance to go into the house and get out of the wind, it's like, ah, what a relief. Do you know what? Coming to church ought to be like that too. Now, don't relax so much you go to sleep on me. 
But it ought to be, you know, what a relief to be with God's people. And just be encouraged with that. When God is at the center of your heart, then the Word of God will become the central authority for your life, and the local church family will become the center of your fellowship in life. Now, I'm not saying you can't have some other friends that, that are Christian friends that are out there, but be careful. I'm not saying that you abandon your family. Be careful about that. But you ought to have great friendship and fellowship with your church family. These are three important keys to walking worthy of our calling in Jesus Christ. Father, we come to you this evening, and and what a blessing it has to be able to sing and praise the Lord. And so now, Father, I pray that you would take these verses from God's Word and this message to build us, to strengthen us in our walk with Jesus Christ. We pray in His precious name. Amen. Bye.
listening to the Foothills Baptist Gospel Hour. For more information about Foothills Baptist Church of Loveland, Colorado, you may visit our website at foothillsbaptistchurch.com. If you wish to donate to this radio ministry, please make your check payable to Foothills Baptist Church, 
and mail to P.O. Box 771, Loveland, Colorado, 80539. Or you may go to our website at foothillsbaptistchurch.com and click on the Give tab. We would love to have you visit our regular Sunday services with morning worship at 9.30, Sunday school at 10.50, and Sunday evening at 5 o'clock. And until we meet again, be sure you are... Living by faith, living by faith, in Jesus above, above, trusting, confiding in His great love.
shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's WarriorsRevolution.com. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Training Group at AllAmericanGold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, to learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592. Trees make you feel good, so don't miss the Tree Farms Array of Tree Sale. Now through July 18th, save up to 35% on thousands of evergreen trees in all sizes. Choose from arborvitae, upright juniper, Austrian pine, Bosnian pine, bugle pine, scotch pine, limber pine, blue spruce, Serbian spruce, and more. The Array of Tree Sale. Come see. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American World Hegemony, The New World Order, Secret Societies, One World Religion, Weather Warfare, International Wars, Transhumanism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. 
Hey, Sharp community members, this is Tommy with Tommy's Barbers and Blades. We're reaching out to you guys to let you know that we're in need of a barber or stylist at our Mead location on Highway 66 and I-25. If you're a seasoned pro or know someone who's great, give us a ring at 720-745-0783 or stop in and talk to us. We're looking for you. Again, that's 720-745-0783. Hi, this is Tammy Cuthbert-Garcia with Naturally Inspired Radio. Tune in Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. for the latest in natural health news. Get real solutions for healthy living and hear from our inspiring guests that are leading the way in health and freedom. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions